Life Christian Centre is a church located in the city of Adelaide. It is made up of people from different backgrounds and walks of life who have been transformed through a relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us online at www.life-church.com.au You happen to be in the house of God? Oh, that's what we get from the first service at 10.44. We'll just change that though. Are you happy to be in the house of God this morning? Come on, church, let's increase our faith here this morning. We're preaching about miracles here today. We're going to continue a series that Pastor Joe started a couple of weeks ago. And uh, it's a tough topic to talk on because it require, requires us to increase our faith, to believe for the supernatural, for, to believe that God is still working. And we want to talk about that. We start from uh, John chapter 14 for those of you that don't know me my name's Chris I'm just preaching here sometimes so I hope this word will speak to you and encourage you and challenge you uh, turn with me John chapter 14 and we'll take it from verse 11 it says believe me when I say this is Jesus talking to the disciples believe me when I say that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, whoever. Everybody say whoever. Mm, Two people said that. Everybody say whoever. Whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. And they will do even greater things. Everybody say greater things. Than these, because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Let's just bow our heads. Lord God, we come before you this morning, not understanding. Everything we're going through, God. Not understanding the challenges, the heartache, the brokenness. But we just put our trust in you this morning. We put our trust in who you are, your character, the goodness of the Lord. And God, it's a tough one to preach. Would you increase my faith? Increase our faith here this morning. To believe for your power to move among us, Lord God. To believe for the supernatural to take place. To believe for signs, wonders and miracles to continue. And that we would be a church known for that, God. God, we don't take this time lightly. We give you this time. And we pray that you would move by your spirit, God. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Timmy. The purpose of this series, um, I've titled this message, Position Yourself for a Miracle. And the purpose of this series is to encourage us to believe that God can move in our lives, that God could do something in our lives, that God could intervene, that God could make a way where there was no way, in a miraculous way, in a supernatural way. And um, in particular today, 
We want to look at how we can position ourselves or what it looks like, sorry, position ourselves for miracles or what it looks like to live daily in the move of God, in the power of God. Um, Frank Damasio defines miracles, as Pastor Joe said a couple of weeks ago, as a supernatural manifestation of divine power in the external world, a special revelation of the power and presence of God, a supernatural manifestation where God sends his divine power down on this external world, on the world that we live in. We often hear about, some, some of us have heard about miracles in the past, but what, what's the actual purpose of them? Is it just to provide the need that the person is um, obviously needing at that time? Is it the healing? Is it the provision? The purpose of a miracle that Jesus talks about here, the good works, what's the purpose of him? It's to glorify God. A move of God will always bring us closer to him. When we experience the power of God, we understand his character and that he desires to do good works in our lives. Back to the text, it says, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You see, God reveals himself to his people throughout the Old Testament with different names that not only describe the power and the abilities of God, but the character and nature of God. It describes who he is. And here are some on the screen today. Jehovah Rapha, we've heard this before. It's the Lord that heals in Exodus 15, 26. I am the Lord that heals. It's not I was the Lord that heals, but I am the Lord that heals. It's God revealing himself as the healer. It's Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. In, in that verse there, Deuteronomy 2.7, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. Are you needing peace here today? Are you needing God to provide in your your life. This is who God is. Jehovah Mephalti, the Lord is my deliverer. You see, God never changes. We hear this in his word, Jesus the same yesterday, today and forevermore. God never changes. God doesn't stop just being God. Yeah? Are you with me, church? God doesn't just stop. He doesn't just turn up on a Monday and say, oh, I'm just going to stop being God today. This is who he is. His character doesn't change. When he says he reveals himself as the healer, that's who he is. It's his character. We don't just trust in the, the miracles that he does in the past, but we trust that that's who he is. He is the healer. He is the provider. He is the Lord that will deliver and give us peace. Are you with me today, church? Why do we need to see God move in our lives? Was well, for the sake of the world. Back to our text again in verse 11. Believe me when I say that I'm in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence. At least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Jesus was saying there will be some that will not just believe in God based on the word or, or what others say about him. Sometimes we can try and convince people with our words, but 
you know, the famous saying, our actions speak, speak louder than words. And if people see God at work in our lives, if people, if non-believers or even your believing family members who are struggling in their faith start to see the power of God at work in our lives, even if they're kind of small miracles, maybe it's just a word of encouragement that you say to a random person on the street and that's a word that was spoken by the Holy Spirit. That's a miracle to their lives. It will draw them, it will draw others to the love of God and to the gospel. If they see the power of God at work in our lives, it will draw people to the gospel. It will draw people to Jesus. If you struggle to believe in Jesus' words, believe in what he did. That's one of the reasons I believe God is still working through us to give him glory and to cause others to believe in him. See, the Bible talks about a generation of people that arose in Judges chapter 2, 10 to 11. After that, whole generation had been gathered to their fathers. This is talking about a generation that just saw the, the, the Red Sea part. This, this is a generation that saw many wonders and miracles that God delivered them through and provided for them. Another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. Then the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord and served the Baals. They turned away from God because they had not experienced the power and the miraculous wonder-working power of our God. Apparently there was some sort of camp last week. Is that right? Youth campers? Anybody there? That's the second service. Okay, cool. So there's, there was this camp last week, a youth camp, and there was kids camp as well. And I, got to, I was privileged to hear some of the testimonies on Friday night coming back from camp. I couldn't get up there. But man, the power of God moved in that place. There's a generation of believers that are rising up that are experiencing the power of God. And us, man, I don't want to be a generation that misses out. I don't want to be a generation that never experiences the power of God and then eventually turns away from Him because my faith is lacking. There are some that believe that the works of God or miracles stopped at the time of the apostles, that the miracles ceased with the apostles. But church, I'm not sure I can believe that. When I read the word from how God parted the Red Sea, from when he provided manna from heaven to, to give to his people, when he brought a lowly Jewish girl to be queen of a great nation, how he slayed a giant through a faithful shepherd boy, how he provided fire from heaven, how he shut the mouths of ferocious lions, how he saved faithful men from a burning uh, furnace, how he chose fishermen, tax collector and ordinary people to kind of heal people as they're walking along the street from their hankies, how he broke open prison doors from a, for a couple of worshippers. When I read that in the Word from beginning to end, I don't understand why God would choose to stop there and not provide His power in our lives today, church. I believe that God is still moving. I believe that there are miracles still happening. 
happening today. Is someone with me here, church? Come on, I believe God is still at work in our lives. He's not given up on us yet. It's not that uh, He does the miracles so that we can just show ourselves that we're better than other religions or better than other faiths, but to give Him glory and that people would turn to His love and to a knowledge of God. It would that His name would be made known throughout all the world. I may not have seen someone's limb grow back. I may not have seen someone rise from the dead. But I can testify to you today that God has worked in my life. That the power of God has been evident in my life. And it may not be these large, big, miraculous things that we hear about stories. But it's just little miracles on a daily basis that God has worked in my life. And I know that there are hundreds of people in this place, hundreds of people in the next service and churches around this this city and the world that have experienced God's power. Is anyone with me today that you've experienced God's miraculous power? God is still moving today. Come on, God is still healing today. God is still Jehovah Jireh, the provider. He doesn't change. He's still Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. He is our deliverer, church. It's not a matter of if he does it, it's, a ma- it's about when he does. One of the main things to understand about miracles and the power of God is that we don't understand everything about it. We don't. We don't know why God heals some and he doesn't to others. We, we don't know why he provides in certain situations and, and others that get left, we feel like they get left alone. I don't have those answers. It's not my responsibility to know those answers. But what I want to encourage you with this morning is that I know, I know that God, what he's done in the past, will do it again. It's because when I read this word, that whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing and even greater things than these. Church, whoever believes whoever trusts, whoever puts their faith in Jesus, will do. I don't know why God doesn't heal. I don't know why God doesn't provide in some certain situation. I don't know and understand all the plans of God, all the mysteries of God, but I just still put my trust in him because I've seen him do it in the past and I want to believe that he's a good God and he will do it again. See, the life of the early church was one where God moved daily, he poured out his spirit upon them and through them did many miracles. Acts 19, 11, God did extraordinary miracles through Paul so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick. Maybe I do agree with the, the miracles being ceased there because I don't want you giving me your handkerchief. All right, And their illnesses were cured and the evil spirits left them. Acts 2, 43, everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Acts 3, 6, Peter said, look, I don't have much in my, I don't, you know, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And this guy gets up on his feet and he began to walk. One of the marks of the early church was that of miracles and the power of God working in their lives daily. Why should our church be any different? Come on, this, this, 
this is not to bring us down. I'm preaching to myself. I need my faith to increase here. Anybody with me here this morning? My faith is a little bit low to sometimes believe for miracles. But church, why, why should our church be any different? Were they experiencing a different God? Were they filled with a different Holy Spirit? It's the same God. It's the same Holy Spirit in our lives, church. Some of you are in desperate need of a, a work of God in your life. Maybe it's healing, marriage is restored, provision for your family. Let's believe for it. We want this church to be one that is marked with the power of God, that heaven will open up each time we get together. But even more than that, that every time we step out into our neighborhoods, every time we go into the streets, into our communities, into our workplaces, that people would start to recognize us. Don't you go to that church in the city? Don't you? There's some stuff happening there, I hear. Imagine if that was our church. Why should our church be any different? And not for our name, not for Life Christian Center, but that the name of the Lord will be glorified. It's kind of like, I see it in like these movies, you know, and, and some of the games that you play on computer. They, they, when, when you're in need and your health is low or you're, you're out of food or something, you can request it. It's like a sci-fi type thing. And you request those care packages. You know, they come from the sky like a plane drops over and it sends a care package. You've got some food, you've got some extra health and all that kind of stuff. Think of Hunger Games if you're with me. Yeah. Anyway, so there's this care package that falls down. Imagine this place is like, like that where we are positioning ourselves for God to move and at different times he just sends down his healing. He sends down his provision. He sends down his deliverance, his salvation. As we call upon his name, God opens up the heavens and we experience the power of God. Every Sunday we gather together, that can be our church. See, it's actually what should define the normal Christian life. The Bible teaches that it should be normal for us to hear God speak, to exercise spiritual gifts, and to witness in the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible doesn't say, like, okay, the the church of now, like, this is not going to happen in 2021. It says, whoever believes in me. They will do even greater things. This should define a normal Christian life. And may, you know, why, why isn't this the norm in our kind of Christian walk? Why don't we see this often? Maybe it's because we're distracted. Maybe we've lost sight of the game plan. Anyone with me here? We're more tied up in seeing what the media is serving up than seeing the need in someone's life. Man, I'm preaching to myself. We're being informed by the world while the Holy Spirit is trying to say, hello, there's, there's, hey, there's this guy that sits next to you at work. You don't even know their name. Go, go meet them. Go and encourage them. They're going through a really tough time in their family right now. Just go give them 50 bucks. Or go give them an encouraged word. Just give them this scripture. We're too Maybe we're too busy, we're too distracted around our own lives, planning things and listening to the, 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 the negative press and listening to everything around us instead of hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. 
Are you ready for a miracle, church? Are you ready for a miracle, church? Have you positioned yourself to f- uh, for God to fill you with his power and use it through you daily? So I just want to quickly go through some points here. And then I want to use the time at the end that we have, any time that we have at the end, just to ready ourselves for God to move. Ready ourselves for God to I don't know what that looks like in your life. Church, there are people here that are in need. We're all in need. I don't know what your life looks like, but I'm in need of God to move in my life. And after, we just want to give some time for God to move. And I want to encourage you to raise your faith. Increase your faith here. Believe that God still does miracles here today. That his power can still move in your life. I don't understand the complexities of it. We can't explain this away with science. We just put our trust in a good and faithful God. So how can we position ourselves to experience miracles, to experience the power of God? Number one is to seek after the presence of God. Pastor Joseph came and shared before about this. But if we want to see God move in his miraculous power, we need to seek after his presence. Church, this simply means to be close to the close to Jesus. The goal should be relationship with Jesus, not power from him. See, God's power is never something he sends to us from a distance. Miracles are not like an ordered online package that arrives without knowing the sender. That's not what miracles are. Miracles are because we have a close relationship with Jesus Christ. The power of God can't be separated from the presence of God. When you stand next to a fire, you'll get warm. When you jump into a pool, you'll get wet. And when you're close to the Lord, when you're in the presence of God, when you are daily living in his presence, you will experience the power of God. Just like when you stand next to a fire, you're going to get warm because you feel the effects. If you're standing close to Jesus, we will feel his power. The power is in the presence. And when we seek to be close to God, the potential for the supernatural is all around us. There's a a pastor in England that recounts a moment in a prayer and worship meeting of an elderly lady. Everyone in the meeting was clapping and singing, kind of like what we were doing before. And as there was the the, the presence of God was there. The song had ended and everyone had stopped clapping except... Being in God's presence was. Exodus 33, 15 says, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. What else will distinguish me and your people from all other people on the face of the earth? Moses had just witnessed and been a part of miraculous signs and wonders. We know he put his staff down. A Red Sea was parted. And he said, Man, More than that, I need your presence. Show me your glory, God. If your presence doesn't go with us, this is all for nothing. What, so I could show the Egyptians I've got a party trick? He wanted the presence of God because he knew that's where the power of God was. 
What really sets us apart is that we are people of God's presence. It's never been about what we can do. It's about who we are with. It's never been about, uh, there's nothing powerful in these hands. It's about who I spend my time with. People who are used by God and who experience the power of God are those that are not seeking power from him, but are in relationship with him. They will stop at nothing to be close to him because they've discovered the profound secret of that. The power is in the presence. Stay with me, church. I'm almost done. Number two, cultivate a life of prayer and fasting. So seek the presence of God. How do we position ourselves for a miracle? Seek the presence of God. Cultivate a life of prayer and fasting. Nothing new under the sun here. This is a point we know. But in Mark chapter 9, we read about a time when Jesus heals a boy that had been possessed by evil spirits for years. We know that story where others tried, others tried to release this boy, deliver this boy from demonic possession, but Jesus had his way and healed him. After the healing, uh, the disciples had seen it. They were with him, but in private they asked and they said in verse 28, Mark chapter 9, why couldn't we drive it out? Jesus replied, this kind can come out only by prayer and fasting. One thing we read time and time again in Jesus' life was that he spent time in prayer. He cultivated a lifestyle of prayer. It wasn't something added to his day. It was something that sustained him through his day. He needed time in prayer and fasting. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? We can't just rely upon our own strength, but need to spend time with God in his presence. And we do that. By prayer and fasting. We, we've heard a lot about our church and just such a solid foundation that we've had for so many years because of the older generation that, you know, our grandparents, um, they instilled within us this, this need for prayer. They had grade two schooling. Grade two, no, no uni degrees, nothing like that. Grade two schooling. So they can't explain things away. But what they had was a life of prayer. What they valued was prayer and fasting. And because of that, they saw miracles. They saw the power of God at work. And Pastor Joe challenged us a few months back to the leadership team. He said, who's going to kind of take up that mantle now? As that older generation starts to move on to be with God, who's going to take up that mantle? Are we going to be that generation that uh, values and, and knows the need that we have in a lifestyle of prayer and fasting? Is that going to be us, church? Is that going to be us that values that? that one, one day you're just like, I, I need to pray. I need to gather my believers with me and we need to pray. Who's going to be that next generation? Number three, real quick, surround yourself with people of like-minded faith. Think of the four friends that took a paralytic man to, to Jesus. They pushed their way through the crowd. There were four friends that had a, had a friend on a, a mat who was paralyzed. He couldn't walk. He had a friend on a mat. They had a friend on a mat. They're walking him to Jesus. There's a crowd around surrounding Jesus because he's talking. 
and they're pushing through. They're like, man, we need to find a way. They go up to the roof of the house. They remove a roof tile and lower this man, their friend, down to Jesus. Man, we need friends like that. Verse 20, when G- in Luke chapter 5, verse 20, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, friends, your sins are forgiven. Friend, your sins are forgiven. It's because of the faith of the friends around that man is, is why he could stand up and walk. His sins were forgiven, but now he could stand up and walk. Man, I need friends like that in my life who are going to encourage me to believe for a miracle. When I'm struggling in my life, when things aren't piecing together, I don't need someone coming up to me and being like, oh, I told you so. Should have done this different. I need someone that's going to come to me and say, hey, listen, we make mistakes, but let's get back to the things of God. Come on. I want to take you to Jesus. Come on. I, I want a friend that's going to take me to the feet of Jesus here this morning. Anybody with me that I have surrounding myself that with friends that believe in the power of God and that at one time that friend might be struggling. We're going to get around them. And another friend might be struggling another month. We're going to get around them. We're going to believe for the supernatural to take place in his life. Surround yourself with people of like-minded faith. Number four, know and obey the voice of the Spirit. I know I'm rushing through this, but I want to give time for the Lord in just a moment. Jesus says, but because you are not my sheep, you refuse to believe. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. We know the story about the big bad wolf. We need to know when it's a, it, when it's a power of God, when it's the move of God or it's the big bad wolf. Because our sheep, his sheep know his voice. We need to know the voice of the Holy Spirit. He's left us with the Holy Spirit. And that's about when we're spending daily time in prayer and fasting, daily in the presence of God, surrounding ourselves with godly people, being accountable to the word of God, we can understand and hear the voice of the Spirit. We need to know when the Spirit is saying, dude, come on, get up, go encourage that person. Come on, go and pray for that person to be healed. We need to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. We need to know it. And understand it through the word of God, distinguishing between the bad wolf and God's voice, and we need to then obey it. How many times, oh man, I'm guilty of this where I've heard the voice of the Spirit, and I've heard, just just message that person, they really need this right now. And I haven't obeyed, maybe I'm too scared, it's fear or whatever. But we need to know the voice and obey, obey the Spirit, and God will move. Church, these are not a formula to access miracles. As, as the music team comes, if, if they're ready, because this is a bit early for them, but as the music team comes, th- these points, positioning yourself for a miracle, what I'm saying, this is not a formula to access miracles. It's not tick-in-the-box kind of style. If I seek the presence of God, if I pray faithfully, if I do this, if I do that, that's my formula. A squared equals B squared. No, that's not a formula. But this is a formation of a, a lifestyle that is daily living in the supernatural wonders of God. It's a formation of our life. We talk about sanctification when we're becoming more like Jesus, getting on this road to holiness like Jesus. Our role is not 
not to worry when the miracle will come. Our role is to be in the presence of the miracle maker. And when he comes, we are positioned and we're ready, church. It's not a formula. It's forming. It's God forming us. It's not to be disconnected from the world, kind of floating about on clouds and, you know, that super spiritual kind of environment. But it's hearing the voice of God and obeying it. Walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's seeing someone in need and believing for God to work a miracle in their lives. A daily formation. It takes time to build our relationship with God. A lifetime, yeah? That's the whole purpose of this life, building and growing with God, knowing Him more. Church, I know some of us are desperate today for a miracle. And maybe we haven't spent a lot of time in His presence. Maybe we haven't been spending a lot of time in prayer and surrounding ourselves with great people. But church, just come before the feet of Jesus here this morning. Like we've been singing before, He's too good to not believe I know there are people that don't believe in miracles and God bless them that's fine they can believe for that I can't express enough how much God has done in my life and just little miracles of each day like I said haven't seen limbs growing back haven't seen people being risen from the dead all that kind of stuff but I know God has been at work in my life and I know he's been at work in your life as well many can testify to that Whatever the miracle, whatever the need is here this morning, we're just going to believe for that. Okay. Is there anyone in this room that kind of has increased their faith a little bit here? That can, we, can we just increase our faith a little bit just to trust in Him? Just to believe for God to move in our lives for His power to be sent here this morning. So would you stand with me? Just every person in this place, can we ready ourselves for a power of God? Not, not in a, uh, you know, switch on, switch off type of way. Yeah, God, now I'm ready for you to move. But God, like faithful people, faithful people, just God wants your brokenness. He, His strength is, is, is glorified in your weakness. We are weak people, but He is strong. Jesus says, you may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Whoever believes in me will do the same works that I have done, even greater things than these. Doesn't mean we're greater than Jesus. It's because Jesus is working through us. Church, some of us struggle to believe this. I've lacked faith to, to believe for someone to get healed to believe for marriages to be restored. But if, if we surround ourselves with faithful people, maybe just a little bit of faith, small as a mustard seed, every person in this place, if we just begin to increase our faith together, let's see God move. I believe the power of God will move in this place as we call upon His name. So just where you're standing, when you feel comfortable, can you just close your eyes if you feel comfortable? If this is something you want, you want to seek the presence of God first and you need a miracle in your life. You need the power of God to fall down upon you. Just in your seat, first of all, can we just uh, make peace with God or 
would just like talk with God and say, God, I'm in need of this. I'm in need of your provision. I'm in need of your healing, God. Can we just begin to talk to Him? And we're going to worship with a song. We're going to worship with a song we'll, we'll sing in before. Some of you might like it. Some of you may not. It doesn't matter. I just want you to increase your faith to believe for God to move in your life. Come on, God is the miracle worker. God is all powerful. God is moving every single day of our lives. We just need to trust in Him. Increase your faith, church. Let's position ourselves for a miracle, for miracles every day of our lives. It might happen today, might happen tomorrow. Doesn't matter when. All that matters is that God will do what He has done in the past, what He has promised before. So come on, can we sing together? And as we sing, I just feel, as we sing, one moment. As we sing, if you, if you feel like you need prayer, you want to seek God in His presence, the altar's going to be open. Might be no one, doesn't matter. If you want to come down for prayer, leaders will come around you. We're going to pray together that the power of God will fall upon your life. I don't know, it might be a little miracle. It might be something that seems impossible. Whatever it might be, as we worship, would you come forward? We've got a little bit of time here just to worship God, just to seek His presence, seek the power of God. So come on, let's worship Him together. If you feel like that's you, come forward. We want to pray with you. We want to pray with you. Come on, let's sing. Position yourself for a miracle, church. Continue to spend time and seek in the presence of God. Cultivate a life of daily prayer and fasting. Surround yourself with godly people, friends that are going to bring you to the feet of Jesus and know the voice of the Spirit and obey it. When you hear the voice, you know that that's the Spirit, you know that's Jesus and you obey it. Just a few more moments where you're standing. Whatever the need is, bring it before the Lord. Bring it before the feet of Jesus. We wait for your power. Wait for your power, Jesus. Wait for your power, Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. So God, we just come before you, not with answers, not with strength, but with brokenness and weakness, Lord God, because we trust in your strength. We trust in who you are, your character, Lord God. We trust in who you said you were, who you revealed yourself to us, that you are Jehovah Rapha, the healer. You are our deliverer, our peace, our provider. And so much more, God. You haven't called us to live a life of the mundane, Lord God, but a life of abundance, Jesus. More than we can expect or imagine that which exceeds our expectations, Lord God. 
Lord, you've called us to the normal Christian life. And the normal Christian life should look like one that is filled with the power of God, filled with the supernatural work of God every single day of our lives. And God, we want to be known as a church that is filled with the power. We want to be known as a church that is filled with the presence of the Lord, not for our name's sake, but to glorify your name, Jesus. Lord, would you use us? Would you use us, Lord God? Some of us feel inadequate. Some of us feel we are not worthy, that we are not able to do these things, Lord God. Would we, could you show us, Lord God, that it's not us that does it, but it's you, Lord God, and that we just want to put our trust in you. You want to use all of us. You have a plan and a purpose for every single person here. And I pray that as we go, we're going to continue to position ourselves, Lord God. We, we don't know how you work. We don't know when you will work. But we know that you do and that you will because you've said it in your word. It's your promise, Lord God, for our lives. So we're just going to position ourselves. We're going to ready ourselves to live in a daily supernatural walk with you and experience your power. Use us, God, we pray, in the mighty name of Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. I trust that you were encouraged and challenged to live in the power of God every single day of your life's church. Be used mightily of God and the Holy Spirit this week. God bless you. Let God use you and hear the voice of the Spirit. Position yourselves for a miracle. God bless you, church. Have a lovely week. We'll see you next week on Sunday.